How you are in the world matters. Overwhelm is inevitable and optional. It's time to listen up and make it optional for you. Hello, this week's episode is dedicated to a wonderful, wonderful client who this week has been struggling with the overwhelming fear of disappointing others. The overwhelming fear of disappointing others. In fact, I think she's probably been struggling with it for years. And then I noticed that another client was struggling with it and then another one and another one. It's like um, it's like when you start noticing pink elephants everywhere. You know what I mean, not pink elephants. But once you become aware of something, it's well, for me, as somebody teaching and mentoring my um, methods, it just suddenly clicked about how important this issue is. I guess that's all it did. I mean, I knew it was a thing that was affecting both myself and my clients. But when somebody gets very specific, um, it's really, really helpful because then I can learn more and more and more. And I realised that I'm becoming this complete geek about this quite narrow niche of people. Um, Although I say that as soon as I say it's a narrow niche of people, more and more people um, start contacting me and saying, yes, Heidi, that's me. And I love that because it takes a lot of courage. Um, Well, for me, it takes a lot of courage to say, actually, I only want to work with this narrow niche of people because obviously I need to build my business. And it would feel like, well, it also feels like I'm disappointing people if I say, no, my work's not for you. But actually, it's really exciting because when I work with the right person, or as I, that's not quite right because I don't ever work with the wrong person. What do I mean? I mean that when I dare to follow my own heart and really listen to what calls to me, and then I, I aim really high and say, okay, the person that I work best with now, because it changes as I listen and geek out and do more and more research and listening about exactly who it is that I work with, the, I just get more and more energy. It's just, it's just amazing. It's so exciting because actually I think there's a really cool thing going on at the moment and I did read something about it somewhere. So I, I always struggle a little bit with the fact that, you know, I'm not a... I don't want to be a trained therapist. That's not a struggle for me. I'm really, really clear on that. But the space that I work in doesn't have a a distinct label. And sometimes, you know, we long for labels because when we have a label, it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And it's easy to say. And if people ask me what I do, I sometimes struggle to say what I do. And it's easier, isn't it, to just say, well, I'm a this. Because in this country, in the UK, we're obsessed with what do you do? which is just a bit crazy because I don't just work and build this amazing business. I also, don't know, snuggle dogs, like making things, <laughs> like I'm a huge gardener. You know, there's a million other aspects to us, but we like to have this one line answer, don't we? It's quite interesting. It's quite limiting. I think maybe we should all rebound, come up with some nonsense. What do you do? Well, I like going into the garden and dancing spontaneously. That's what I do or just something. Anyway, I'm going completely off topic. So this week is about how to deal or or not how to deal with. There, There will be a bit of how to deal with, but I really want to explore this overwhelming fear of disappointing others because the more I look at it and I see that it's such an important unlocking thing, you know, if you can deal with this, it's like this major portal to up leveling because it's so freeing. But I really want to just examine it a bit. 
Because when you, the more I look at it, the more I think, oh my God, why? Why did I, why did I allow something? Well, I still do, you know, I'm a, I'm in the middle of talking about my new program, Get Your Life Back. And um, this, I have a huge fear of, of saying the wrong thing because, well, partly because I know that the right words at the right time, from my heart to yours, ease you, uplift you. And if my new program is for you, it will call you in. And, and, and that really, that's, that's it. That's amazing. And so because I know how powerful words are, I'm now stuck in this. What if I say the wrong thing? Which is just silly because then I get stuck with not telling, not talking about my program enough, which means less people hear about it. Or, for example, somebody hears about it and then forgets because obviously I'm working with people who are very overwhelmed and we need to see something. Apparently, we need to see something like seven times. I'm not I'm not sure whether for the, all the people I know for a fact that the people I work with now didn't need to see it seven times, the, the same message. But even so, you know, if my fear of disappointing in some way you know, not quite being good enough, not quite having this polished email, this perfect podcast, whatever it is, you know, this this perfect social media post. If my fear of, of being slightly disappointing, you know, disappointing people, not quite saying it right, if that stops me telling people about my programme, that's a huge disservice, both to myself who, you know, I poured my heart into this and, and also to people who need it because I know it works because I've already tested it and it works and it's I'm blown away by it. So it's quite interesting to me that even though I've done lots of work on myself and by work, I mean the starting from the Zen premise that I am both perfect and a work in progress and the work is the letting go of the things that stop me living freely in this sense of empowered ease and always empowered ease is the thing you know really in my body listening to my heart but that's a practice it's a constant practice every day but it's not it's not hard work to keep the practice going because I have all of these tiny huge life-changing practices which is what I talk about on this podcast and what I'm trying to teach in my new Facebook group but and I, I feel like I've already been disappointing in there. So that's interesting. So I've been working this week with doing things imperfectly. And that's OK. That's a good thing. That's a good thing to model, isn't it? Because when we when when us lovely, highly conscientious people with high standards who only ever want to do good in the world, who only ever want to make people feel better, when we dare to do things slightly less perfectly and be okay with that we help each other do that and I think that's really important because this is all linked isn't it this overwhelming fear of disappointing something is to do with not feeling good enough of yeah just like our standards we have such high standards that we would rather not do something than do it but then we're stuck so my dream my present my present dream is to have a small group of people go through get your life back first round um, starting on the 14th of June 
And to do that, I have to get out of my own way, fear disappointing, and just do it. And that's that's at once terrifying. And secondly, there's something really brilliant. And this is what I want to discuss. I really think that dealing with this fear of disappointing others is so powerful. Um, it's like a portal to the next kind of up leveling in your life. And each up leveling to me is not striving to be better. This is really important. Not striving to be better, but more like a hot air balloon when you let go of a sandbag. Like you just go up naturally. You just feel freer. You just start to dance with life rather than feeling weighed down by all of these should, could, better, ought nonsense that our minds do so well, hey? Anyway, there is a line from a very early Arctic Monkey song, which keeps coming back to me this week. And it is this, that silent disappointment face, the one that I can't bear, that silent disappointment face, the one that I can't bear. The fact that, <laughs> that they wrote that at age 16, I find it incredible. There's so much wisdom in that, hey? That silent disappointment face, the one that I can't bear. Are you like that? Because I hate disappointing people. I absolutely hate disappointing people. But to live fully, we have to risk disappointing people. Because you either, this is the choice, right? If there's something you really, really want to do, your choice is to risk disappointing others or to disappoint yourself. Because if it's important to you to do something, and I'm not talking about doing a bad job for somebody else. That's not what I'm talking about at all. You know, my clients have really high standards and they are either in have their own business where they're working themselves into the ground because they don't want to let anyone down or they're employed and they're working themselves into the ground because they don't want to let anyone down so it's the same you know really high standards do you know what those organizations and those customers of those businesses who are underappreciating the people I work with it's it's so disappointing to me because I, when I, I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, so when I start to build my team, because only I just want a small team so I can reach more people. Um, and because my business is, is built on the foundation that I do this with ease and joy, which means that having other people do the things that I'm not so good at. Um, is is really important to me and also it's nice it's fun to be able to create work for somebody else to have somebody to bash ideas off and have it it's really nice and I'm really excited looking for, forward to that do you know when I list some and this person said to me what so what would they be like well they'd be like my clients because my clients are awesome they're just like my favorite people why would you not want somebody who's highly conscientious um high standards and is not going to highly reliable is not going to let you down it's going to do really good work of course you want that like why would you want anybody else I just I just love my clients I think they're amazing and they're hidden they're hidden getting crushed in all these organizations and it's it's really frustrating and I want to reach as many people as possible without breaking my own rules which is that I put myself 
first. I look after myself first. What does my body need today? What does my heart long for? And that I'm always, um, yeah, being true to myself, doing things my way. So let's get into this um, silent disappointment phase that we we dread because it feels to me that the fear of that silent disappointment phase feels really heavy. It feels um, I really feel it in my heart, maybe my belly. It's quite a physical thing for me. It feels heavy and restrictive and like almost I can't breathe and I can't speak. It's really interesting, isn't it? How physical these things are. Um, but but also what I found is interesting is that often I'm wrong. I'm completely wrong. So I'm really, really lucky. It took me many years, <laughs> many years to find a partner who, who was really right for me. But I'm really lucky in that my partner will will call me out. He's really, really easygoing. And then he'll call me out when I need to be called out on things. And often I'm like stuck and raging about something, you know, really upset about something. And he'll just look at me and go, why would you why would you think that? Why do you think ever think I would be disappointed with you? So what I'm learning in my relationship and what I've really learned is that um, particularly as if you think about it, you know, I quit my job. So suddenly no salary and asking somebody, you know, I set my business up a year before, but financially it was supposed to be this elegant part time exit, you know, and it just all went, didn't work, didn't, that didn't happen. So that's a big ask on somebody. It's a huge ask. You know, the mortgage to pay, etc. And having been through all of that together, why would I still think that he would be disappointed in me? Well, because I don't know, that's just how I am. I'm, I'm very, very sensitive. And you might resonate with this. I'm very, very sensitive to other people's reactions. Um, and I think this is the way I grew up. I grew up monitoring other people's reactions in order to feel safe. This kind of I don't know what mood I'm in or what I'm going to do until I've worked out where everybody else is. But the problem with this hypersensitivity is I'm often wrong. That's what I really, really learned. I'm either wrong that that person's not thinking what I think I'm thinking. And this is this is really this is really common. We often assume things about other people because we're trying to work out what's going on. And if we're very, very sensitive um, and also taking into account that the mind tends to go negatively, then this can be a really big issue. So it's it's worth checking with that person if they are actually going to be disappointed with you if you do something or if they're disappointing, disappointed with you now. It is worth checking because often they're not. And I find this a lot. So the clients I work with are all very lovable people. You know, they're all like just amazing. I love them. Um, but also they're all loved. This is really interesting. And what I've noticed is they're all loved. Even if they, most of them have um, partners who are just amazing, like really, really supportive. Um, and even if they don't have a partner at the moment, they are very, very much loved. So I really find this interesting, this thing where you can, you can be loved and, you know, you're, you're successful because all of my clients are very successful people, but but still have that huge fear, huge fear of disappointing somebody else. It's like it's like not being able to quite rely on rely on that. And I, and I think that that's one of the reasons that I think if something keeps coming up, it's to be paid attention. So for me, this fear of silent disappointment. There's two things you can do. One, check that you're right. 
So what evidence do you have? Secondly, if the person is disappointed, um, how much does it matter? Because we can't go through life not, well, we can, we do, but there's a choice. So if you go through life prepared to not risk disappointing anybody else because it's too painful for you, you can't bear that. And I really resonate with that. It is very painful. Then what is that costing you? Because the chances are you are disappointing people without knowing. So it's not that it's not that we're not disappointing people. It's that we think that or we feel very strongly that we're disappointing people who are really influential in our life. And this is often people at work and people at home. It, obviously, because that's the most important influences on our lives, isn't it? So so just thinking about that, who are you most concerned where do you feel it in your body? Who are you most concerned about disappointing? And where do you feel that in your body? Are two things that are really worth investigating because they give you the keys to the to freedom. Because if you can find out whether you're really disappointing that person, that's that's leads to a really good conversation. Now it's really difficult to have those conversations if you don't like confrontation. Who does? Some people seem to love it, but I think in general, most of us don't like confrontation. So that's difficult and it takes courage. So if you're not ready for that, back it right up. Let's 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 make this really, really tiny. So this is a powerful thing to work with because it feels so big. And once you start to deal with it, you realise that you can disappoint, you can risk disappointment and still be okay, and in fact be more than okay. Because what you're doing is you're turning it around and you're saying, I will not disappoint myself anymore. Now we're not talking about being selfish, obviously, talking about behaving with love and respect, but for ourselves first. And that changes how we are in the world and how you are in the world matters hugely. And then What's the other thing I was going to say? Can't remember. Anyway, so so this is powerful because it's freeing, but also it's a promise to yourself. I commit to myself first. I treat myself with love and respect first. I don't disappoint myself because I matter very much. And then make it really, really tiny. So what's the way I would approach it is, first of all, notice it, call it out. Yes, I have this fear of disappointing. Who's the person you, you most have the fear of disappointing or people? Then where do you feel it in your body? Because if you can feel it in your body, you can use neutral noticing Get out of your head into your body. You can use the one minute mark, which is always available for you in the show notes. Um, and you can just notice in your body, where do I feel this fear of disappointing others and then you can just stay out of your head because your head's going to tell you it's too risky and it's going to give you lots of stories and reasons to keep you safe and stuck in this horrible place of fear instead you can just hold that part of your body in your awareness curiously kindly you can almost like if it's if it feels horrible you can wrap it in like a you can imagine wrapping it in a soft kind of blanket or whatever feels nice for you. Some people I was talking to somebody last night who they have like this cooling waterfall and they feel stressed that they imagine. So whatever it feels like to you, how can you nourish yourself? How can you just be with that feeling really gently? So instead of trying to 
push through the feeling as if it doesn't matter, as if you're too sensitive, you're not good enough, the world's too much for you, or you are too much for the world with your need for um, a more sensitive world. You are not too much for the world. You're a really, really important part of the world. We need you. So just holding that part of the body that feels really sensitive with that fear, whatever it feels like to you. And then secondly, once you've identified it, so you're calling it out, you're looking at it straight in the eye, curiously, kindly, playfully, takes a lot of courage, not bashing against it, trying to toughen yourself up and all of that nonsense. And then I dare you to do this tiny, huge life changing practice. Pick one tiny thing, so small that nobody else will notice. So you remove the fear, the real fear of disappointing others. Pick something so small that nobody else will really notice, but that takes courage for yourself and just risk disappointment in one area. It will be something, it needs to be something um, kind of a bit silly. So it's not that important. And also probably something you can correct. So it could be um, like not doing some tidying up or something you do at home do you know what I mean just like oh today I'm not going to do that and just see and the important thing here is the not it's not the it is the doing because the doing and deciding to doing takes courage and it's a commitment to yourself but it's more than that you get more out of these practices if you really pay attention to the reaction in the body and get out of the head because your mind you can you can watch your mind don't I always teach not to try and quiet in the mind but instead to just notice so if you do, you know, you're trying this and notice what happens. So does your mind go off on some crazy journey of, oh, that's terrible. You can't do that. This is going to happen. Don't know as you might. Don't do it today. Don't do it today. We'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, this we know. We know Heidi says it's a good thing, but don't want to do it today. You know, notice all of the resistance and the stories and the drama and the loops of doom and how terrible, terrible things are going to happen. Notice the mind doing that, but do it anyway and stay in your body and then notice because there might it might be because it's very common to have conflicting things going on. Right. So the mind's going into panic zone. And then if you do the one minute mark and you get out of your head into your body, really feel your feet on the ground as you dare to do this tiny imperceptible thing that could risk disappointment from somebody else. Um, notice what happens in the body completely neutrally. So don't expect anything. But just notice because it could be that actually something easy is that you get this kind of rebellious. Yeah, look at me, even though it's the tiniest thing. So. That's my tiny, huge life changing practice for this week. It is you are challenging the overwhelming fear of disappointing others by noticing it in yourself, noticing it in your body and then daring anyway. But in such a tiny, tiny way that there is really no risk. And then you can just play with that, do it playfully, curiously, really kindly. And then just see what that allows you to do next and just see what that feels like for you and just play with that. But do it. Don't not do it. This is the problem, isn't it? We think, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. I'll try that. And then it, it just becomes something we don't do. So do it today. Do it today. Just something. It doesn't really matter. It's just the doing it. It's the, it's the committing to yourself. I no longer am the person who fears 
disappointing others more than I fear disappointing myself. I'd love to know how you get on. I'll put the link for the one minute mark in the show notes below. And I will also say this. I don't like to do sales type stuff on my podcast because it drives me mad when I listen to a podcast and there's lots and lots of kind of shouty. And also I did a whole episode on manipulative marketing messages, so I don't do those either. But it is my duty to invite you and let you know that I have a new program and it's called Get Your Life Back. And I'm very, very excited about it. And if you'd like to work with me in a small group, now is such a good time to get in touch. Um, We start on the 14th of June with a welcoming orientation on the 13th. But the doors close on the May bank holiday. What's that? 31st at 10pm. So because I need to, well, I need to have a break. And I also need to do more preparation because I have very high standards, obviously. And also I'm going to give you pre, um, you know, like prep work so that you and also to give you time to make the adjustments of to your schedule, tiny adjustments to your schedule and just prepare. And, you know, it, it will create shifts and it's good to have space for those shifts once you've committed to something. So, yeah, the doors close on May the 31st. So. Yes, I am going to build my sales page, even though I have huge resistance to doing it because I much prefer to talk to people. But it's a very small group and I really want to talk to people. So I've already got people joining before I've really told anyone. So, you know, spaces are going. And if you feel that this calls to you and you'd like to have a chat about it, and I do mean a chat, not a like any manipulation and things so important to me I have been missold to by manipulation it's very very important to me that I do this in a way that that is true to myself which means you have a chat if this is something you're interested in my job is to work out whether we would be a good fit to work together because I don't want to work with somebody who it's not a good fit that's crazy that's really hard work for me and that's not in line with my values but also whether it's it's right for you just by helping you really, you know, holding space for you and, and helping you tune in to yourself and make that decision for you. So if you would like that, if you'd like that chat, then I will also put a Calendly link and my email. So if there isn't a time on the Calendly calendar that suits you, get in touch by email because this podcast episode is coming out is uh, what are we on? So it'll be the 19th of May. And that means you haven't got long. Right, that's enough talking about that because it's boring when people go on about stuff. But at the same time, you need to know if you need to know. And I would absolutely love to welcome you into this new programme if it's right for you. And yeah, get in touch. Otherwise, Um, If it's not for you, that's okay. Thank you for listening. Please, please, please share this. It's so important to me. People are telling me how much my podcast means to them and helps them. Unless it is shared, I, you know, there's a limit to what I can do to get it out there. Um, Although I'm sure I could do even more. But you know me, I'm not about doing more (laughs) because we can always do more. We can always be better. We can always work harder. 
And I say enough with that. So you sharing it makes a difference because when we share something, it's a gift of love, isn't it? And it also that person's more likely to pay attention because it came from you and you care about them. Whereas me just popping up on social media saying, listen to my podcast is is not quite the same. I always think it's lovely. I love being sent podcast episodes when somebody says, oh, I think you should listen to this. I love that. Anyway, have an unexpectedly lovely week. And if you want to let me know how you get on with the um, overwhelming fear of disappointing others, I'd love to know. I always love to know um, if you're using these tiny, huge life changing practices, if you're practicing the one minute mark and how it's helped you um, or if just hearing my voice each week is helping you. It's really, really nice to hear honestly it's so so lovely if you want to take the time otherwise yeah uh leave a leaving a review is hugely helpful apparently algorithms and all that anyway i'm off now to find out more about my tiny huge life-changing practices please visit www.heidimark.co.uk